In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. You may, if you follow me regularly, notice that there was a pause last week. I did not produce a new episode. I was not active on social media. In fact, I was really even quiet in all of the spaces relative to Ordinary Sherpa, and that was intentional. I had quite a few things due last week between my W-2 job and my daughter's birthday and my manuscript for my upcoming book being due to the publicist. And so it was a pause week for Ordinary Sherpa. And I was trying to justify it and I still was scrambling to put out an episode and then I was questioning. I'm like, Heidi, this is actually your brand. Your brand is to slow things down sometimes and design a life that you love. And for us, that's an adventurous life and I get to choose my busy And sometimes that means I'm going to choose to take a pause. I don't want this to be an alarming thing. I actually want you to lean into when these opportunities happen. It gives you a chance to catch up. So if you were not around last week and you did not have a new episode to listen to, perhaps there's something else you may have listened to or you may have caught up on an old episode. This is going to be, I don't want to say a new trend. That's not at all what it's going to be. But as we embrace summer, summer for us is highly travel and much more slowing down. And such is the case this summer, we're going to be heading up north for Wisconsin. That means Canada and all the way up into Alaska. And that means we will not be on necessarily every single week. However, as I'm planning out the summer, I will still have weekly episodes. It just might look and sound a little bit different. So there still will be interviews. There still will be some solo episodes. And there may be a couple of highlight reels from previous episodes. So stay tuned. I'm excited for all of that. What you may have caught in the reason I did not publish last week was that My manuscript was due to the publication assistant I've hired to help me get to the finish line. Yes, our book is officially publishing in late May. The book title is Beyond Normal, A Field Guide to Embrace Adventure, Explore the Wilderness, and Design an Extraordinary Life with Kids. I'm really excited. I think the content, as I've gotten a lot of feedback from my launch team and beta readers is it's around simple adventures that you can create, but also designing a life. And that is really core to the mission of Ordinary Sherpa. If you want to follow along and see what's happening behind the scenes prior to launch date, you'll probably hear more about it on this podcast as well. But you can follow behind the scenes and get weekly emails at OrdinarySherpa.com backslash read. Again, OrdinarySherpa.com backslash read. At this point, there's only a few more things. We have about a month and a half or six weeks until launch date. So there's weekly emails and you can kind of see what's happening there. The theme for this episode is actually on local flavors. And it has a lot to do with my pillar content around on tourism. 
Entourism is not necessarily an original term for ordinary Sherpa. It means essentially a different type of travel experience that reveals locations that might be unconscious to the general public, potentially unearthing hidden gems, supporting local flavors, local highlights, the heart and soul, essentially, of what makes communities tick. Is it the people? Is it the places? Is there something unique about a local community that makes that place unique? With that said, I also think an experience is really rich based on the senses, the five senses that we go through. So when we're designing experiences, what do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? What do you see? What do you touch? What does it feel like? So it's all these things really culminate in a very memorable experience. Interestingly, the sense of smell or your olfactory sense is one that lingers the longest. So it has the closest connection to memory. This episode is going to dive deep into on tourism and through this lens of local flavors. So today I bring you a little local flavor. Our guest has lived in Nashville for over a decade and recognized how special the local food scene was. So she designed an experience to share with every new traveler. With the major growth that Nashville recently experienced, she feared that large chains and celebrity-themed honky-tonks would overshadow the great local establishments. To expose people to the real Nashville, she founded a little local flavor and now spends her days showing off the strengths, stories, history, and people that built Nashville to be the wonderful community that it is. A little local flavor has received many awards over the years, including the 2021 TripAdvisor Traveler's Best of the Best Award, indicating they are in the top 1% of all attractions worldwide. Talk about an experience. Christine Wheatley, I am so excited to have on the show today. This has been a long time in the making. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. Thank you so much, Heidi. I've been looking forward to this for, oh, probably a year to give people an idea of just how long it's been in the making, but I'm so thankful that we're able to make this happen today. Yeah. You know, just to back things up, I talk about on tourism and we're kind of going to play around with this for just a second, because I think when we talk about on tourism, it's really the opposite of the tourism industry, these big brands with massive marketing budgets. And so just to like demonstrate this, I thought I would walk through like what tourism looks like and then what untourism might look like. So for example, when I Googled the best of Nashville, these were some of the things that came up. The Grand Old Opry House, the Country Music Hall of Fame, Ryman Auditorium, Johnny Cash Museum and Cafe, the Parthenon, Belmead Historic Society. And it's just funny because, you know, those aren't bad things. And I don't think they're not things people shouldn't visit. But if I was to say, like, what is the soul of Nashville or what's like the best friend test? How would Christine Wheatley give recommendations about if I was coming to Nashville, what would something that you would recommend doing that would give you like a good taste or and kind of pun intended, but not necessarily, like what would give me a good flavor of what Nashville is all about? So for me, Nashville is all about the amazing community that resides here. So we have an incredible amount of locally owned restaurants, of small businesses that have made it through not only a tornado in 2020, but also a global pandemic. And what's amazing is that these restaurants and these businesses 
unlike other cities, instead of just competing against each other, we work really hard to work together. So for example, when the tornado hit on March 3rd of 2020, there were restaurants that were posting on every Nashville Facebook group saying, I have freezer space available. So if your restaurant was hit or you don't have power, I'm happy to bring your stuff over and we'll put it in my freezer so that you don't lose all this money. And this is the kind of thing because restaurants in most cities, most of the owners are very competitive. Like that's something that's just, once you're in the restaurant industry, it's something that's pretty well known that restaurants tend to be pretty competitive. But in Nashville, we're all about collaboration here. So for best friend test, I believe in supporting local community. I believe in checking out little restaurants. So one thing that I would add to the list is the Nashville Arcade, which is located right downtown. It's Nashville's oldest shopping center, oldest indoor shopping center, I should say. It was built in 1902. Uh, It has this beautiful glass ceiling and all of the stores and restaurants on the bottom floor are all locally owned. They're not open very long. They're open basically for lunch. And you can get uh, probably the least expensive lunches downtown from these amazing locally owned restaurants that make all of their food from scratch. This is a place that really services our downtown employees. And what's really great is the owner of the Nashville Arcade for many years did a really great job. He was very intentional about keeping rents low so that we could have things like alterations and a shoe shine and shoe repair place. These are all things that we need in a downtown area. And as a downtown Nashville resident, that's the only place where you're going to find them. We don't have salons um, or anything like that because they can't afford to keep up with the bars and music venues that can sell a $12 Bud Light. So that's one place I would recommend. Another place I would recommend is Printer's Alley. Absolutely love Printer's Alley. So they've got great restaurants and music venues. A few of my favorites, Jane's Hideaway is my favorite restaurant in downtown Nashville. Definitely visit them if you get the opportunity to come here. They do live music and great food. So it's kind of like a dinner show. They also do brunch, make a reservation. I also love Alley Taps. They've got a ton of local beers on tap. They've got great live music. And then Bourbon Street Blues and Boogie Bar is a must-see. They've been in Nashville since 1996, and they host amazing blues artists from not only all over the region, but all over the country. Awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. Because I think, like you mentioned, these are things that people probably wouldn't look for. They wouldn't know to look for them. And there's so many things about those experiences. You know, when I think about an experience, it's not just about what you see or what you feel. It's the stories behind them. It's the senses. It's our tastes. You know, I think given when we're going to get into some of the work you do in Nashville and your business, but I want to talk through how did you come up with this idea of, you know, using food and using flavors to really draw out and create an experience for travelers that come to Nashville or people who live in Nashville? So I always loved tourism. Um, I've actually taken a few tours. I took one in Italy a very long time ago. Um, I studied there back in 2005 and took like a multi-day trip with my dad who came over to visit me. So it was kind of my first experience with a guided tour. And I thought it was so neat because they took all of the work out of it for us. And sometimes that's really nice. So sometimes you don't want to necessarily do all the research to find the 10 best things in Nashville and then decide if they're really worth it or if they're really touristy. So I've always kind of liked that idea. I worked for a tour company for a while and I found out that I really loved being a tour guide. And as I looked further, I thought, gosh, you know, I would really like to build the type of tour that I would want to take. And the type of tour that I would want to take is a tour that visits locally owned restaurants where the food is all made from scratch and visit restaurants that have a great story behind them and restaurants that specifically help give back to the community. 
So that's the tour that I built. And the mission behind us is to put $1 million into locally owned restaurants and businesses in downtown Nashville. And I'm kind of excited. We didn't talk about this, so I hope I can share it. But we're probably within two months right now. So probably by the end of June, we'll hit the quarter million mark. So just under in just under three years of operation. So I'm pretty excited to really be supporting our locally owned businesses. That is amazing. And that is the essence of Untourism, right? To really celebrate the small businesses. You know, I can share this later, but there is a resource that I've built too, just to say, what is Untourism? How do we do that? And I love the way you have built your business because you built it from the lens of being a traveler or of being what you wanted it to be and thinking also from a place of contribution. How do I help my community in the process? So I love that win-win and that, you know, that experience, so to speak. When you're taking guests, I want to kind of walk me through this experience because I know you're very particular. So what types of foods and what kind of partners, I know you mentioned a couple of them, but like, what would that experience be like if I was a member or if I signed up to be a participant on one of your tours? What kind of things do we do? What do we taste? You know, what what is a food tour? Maybe that's the best question to ask. Oh my gosh, what is a food tour? That is like the question that I get all the time. Food tours are starting to become very popular. In fact, pre-pandemic, they were really starting to take off. So on a food tour, you're going to visit multiple restaurants with pre-selected courses. So it's not necessarily a progressive dinner, or at least mine isn't. But on my tour, over the course of three hours, we're going to stop at five to six locally owned establishments. So we start you out with a quarter rack of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. So on our flagship tour, I really highlight Southern food and the food that Nashville's kind of known for. So we have to start out with Tennessee barbecue. So we do these amazing barbecue ribs that literally fall off the bone. Then you get tastings of a few sides, including collard greens. And I always like to encourage people to try the collard greens at this particular place because they're one of the only places that I've really loved them. So we really try and allow people to try different foods that they may not have tried otherwise. Then we go to the oldest building on Broadway and we do smoked wings and their famous deviled eggs, which is one of the things that they're known for. We also serve a local beer there. And then we do a private tour of the building to talk about the history of the building since it was built in 1872. We include tons of histories, tons of stories. I believe that what makes the tour great is a few things. So the first thing is the tour guide is going to make or break a tour. So you want to make sure that you hire great guides. So that's something that I'm very particular about. They go through a ton of training. In fact, they learn probably four to five hours worth of history in in Nashville for a three-hour tour. And what that does is I train them to ask questions at various places. So for example, we have Bridgestone Arena right downtown, which hosts our Nashville Predators, which is our hockey team. So we'll always ask, like, do we have any hockey fans? And if a bunch of people raise their hand, then we'll go the hockey route and we'll talk about how the Nashville Predators came to Nashville and all the different details about the Nashville Predators. If no one raises their hands or only a few, then we'll change it and we'll talk about how it's home to the CMA music awards that happen in November and how it's one. Anyway, we'll go through like the different concerts and different types of events that happen there instead. So what makes that great is I train my guides to almost customize the tour. So you could come back and take our tour a second time and it may not be exactly the same. We may go to the same restaurants, but the information you hear may be a little bit different because what we're doing is we're kind of customizing the tour and the information we tell based on what everybody's interests are. And what that means is that at the end of the tour, people go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we booked this tour because it gave us exactly what we wanted to hear, not knowing necessarily that we're actually customizing it for the group. So that's a little bit about kind of how we run the tour. 
picking restaurant partners, I'm also extremely particular about this as well, because I believe that I want to show you the best food in Nashville. So there's a couple of main criteria. The first criteria, of course, is that the restaurant needs to be locally owned. And then the second criteria is all of the food has to be made from scratch. I'm not super picky about the bread. If you're not making your bread from scratch, I will forgive you. But everything else, I want it to be made from scratch because I just believe food is so much better when it's made from scratch. And then thirdly, I'm looking for restaurants that are either a pinnacle part of the community that are new and great and just starting out or that they're doing something to really help our community move forward. So those are kinds of the things I'm looking for when I choose a restaurant. And uh, we've had plenty of restaurant partners over the years. They do tend to change over time, uh, some of which we've outgrown, some of which they've changed ownership. So it's just kind of something that we're always looking to add and continue to update to make sure that we're serving the best food around downtown Nashville. I love that. And I just need to pause because my mouth is watering. And I think by the end of this episode, people are going to be starving. So I just love the way you're even describing the food tells me how passionate you are, not just about the food that is selected, but also the business. The fact that you are so knowledgeable about so many different things so that you can customize it. I really appreciate that perspective. And that was so thoughtful in how you design your tours. Did you know all of this coming in? You know, I'm just kind of curious. Are you like a history buff that knew a lot of Nashville history or is this a passion of yours? How did you kind of figure out that that's what you needed to know in order to create this experience? So I love stories. I have always loved showing people around town. So when people would come to visit me in Nashville or when I lived in Texas or when I lived in Denver, I've always loved showing people my favorite places, whatever those tended to be. And I also am a people person. So when I go out to a restaurant, I typically always sit at the bar and I talk to the bartenders. I've worked in the service industry for a long time, used to be an engineer, don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, I've started working in the restaurant industry as a bartender, as a server. And what I've learned is that they have a wealth of information. So if you are going to a new city and you either didn't have time to do some research, or if you're really looking for a local's perspective, Go to a great restaurant, go when they're not very busy so that you're not overwhelming these poor bartenders, sit at the bar and ask questions. And I'm telling you, you can plan your whole trip based off of that. Yes. I have one actually little secret question that I learned a long time ago. I love bartenders. I also, it's like one of my favorite jobs. And I know that's a little awkward to say, but I think I enjoyed meeting so many different people from so many different places. So here's my little tip too, is when I go to a place, I go to the bar and I ask the bartender, what would you do today? Not what do you Mm -hmm. think I should do? Because most bartenders think they need to give you the touristy answers. And I found like, what would you do tonight? You know, it's a free night with your friends or whatever. I've gotten some amazing, just secret stash kind of places that they definitely were not on Google Maps. In fact, we were like, are we supposed to be here? Where are we? But it ended up being this incredible experience because you had that local knowledge, that local background. So I agree. Bartenders are like the secret society of an amazing experience. They absolutely are. And when you go into a great restaurant, these bartenders know great food and beverage. So specifically, if that's what you're looking for is to dine at great restaurants or like great restaurants that are like secret or, you know, maybe may not have made the list because they're not fine dining. I put that in air quotes, but they've got really great food. Those are the people to talk to. It's just the absolute best. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's something that we touched on here is that, you know, I think 
We've already mentioned like bartenders and servers can be potentially hidden gems to get information. But I also think there's this universal symbol that, how do I describe it? Maybe that food is like a universal symbol for community. And I'm curious, when people join your tours, it's not like they all know each other, right? So how, through the course of a tour, does that camaraderie, you know, you spend three hours together and it's almost like I'm imagining based on some of your success that people kind of walk away going, gosh, we know each other. We have this almost community-like experience. How does that happen? What happens during that? Or how do you build that community with strangers? Oh, yeah, that's an amazing question. So you're now touching on my favorite thing about food tours. There's so many great things about it. I could go on about it for hours, but my personal favorite thing is the thing that I can't control, which is the community that is built. So to give you an idea on our particular food tours, we cap the tours at 12 people because we want to keep it still very intimate. That gives us enough time to talk to every group. Let's say it's six couples or three groups of four or a few solo travelers. You know, It could be a huge different mix of people. But what happens is you're getting 12 people together and you're dining at six different places. So you're actually sitting down together over great food, and we do serve alcohol on our tour as well. So great food and alcohol at six different restaurants. What that does is it allows everybody to kind of talk to each different group. And here's the thing. Humans have been bonding over food and beverage for all of time. For as long as we've been around, we've been bonding over food. That's always been something that is really innate to humans. And so there's a lot of that that just sort of happens. Now, occasionally we have a quiet group. That has not actually happened in a very long time. But occasionally we have a quiet group. And so I've got some questions that I teach my guides that kind of get the conversation going where I'll say, let's go around the table. And if someone were to come and visit your city what are your top two recommendations of places they should visit? And that alone gets the table talking. But it's really amazing. I've actually found some amazing connections that have happened. So on a tour in 2019, I had two different couples and the wife of one couple and the husband of the other couple found out that they both attended the same grade school in Puerto Rico and had the <laughs> exact same teachers eight years apart. Holy like, shnikes. Yes, it's totally crazy. And they just happened to sign up for the same tour at the same time on the same day. Now, there's a whole lot of luck involved in all of this. And I like to call it the universe kind of raining down on me a little bit because the way our tours work is we have their online bookings. So I'm not even necessarily taking the bookings over the phone and arranging groups. People just book available slots online. And it just tends to work out that people that are group together, somehow they all kind of, they get along and oftentimes they'll have things in common with their tour guide. Again, not anything that I can control, but it just sort of works out that way. And I think also because we're all together for three hours, you develop a level of comfort. So one of the things I like to mention is on our tours, it's kind of like seeing Nashville with a friend. You're seeing Nashville with a local, you're seeing Nashville with people that have lived in town for a very long time that know a lot about it, that can give great recommendations. And because it's a food tour and there's a lot of dining involved, it's not just the tour guide. So like, for example, on a tour that I'm leading, it's not just the Christine show. I'm not just teaching and talking the whole time. There's time for everybody to converse. There's time for people to ask me questions and me to ask them questions. And so it allows for this kind of casual environment. So you have the casualness while we're dining at the restaurants, and then you have 
a little bit more formality when we're actually touring these different restaurants and touring these different areas and I'm telling stories. So it's kind of this little bit of both, but it still provides this like little bit of casual environment where it's like, hey, we're just all friends hanging out, seeing a city together. Yeah. I think that's so true. Just of when you have an experience, it almost like it compresses relationships, right? When you have this shared experience over a meal or over something, you may start out as strangers, but you have now this shared experience. You may have shared some fun memories and it kind of like smushes all of that together and say like, oh, we may have only spent three hours together, but now I've talked about my life. I've talked about my background. I've talked about my hopes and dreams. There's no telling what I might talk about in three hours. That's why I'm like, <laughs> be careful what you say. No, just kidding. So it has this kind of ability to really create these connections. And I love that that's even possible, but it's so also inspiring. It's kind of fun. It, I love this podcast. You know, we talk a lot about building connections, right? And it doesn't always have to be within a family. It can be through travel. It can be through these experiences, like you said, even with, with food tours. So I want to give you a chance. Let's talk about you have this oh gosh, superpower, I think, a way to bring people together and really create the sense of community like we talked about. It is not just by happenstance that you have been awarded the 2021 TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice Best of the Best Award, Top 1% of Attractions Worldwide. Give me a sense. First of all, I'm going to just like totally plug a little local flavor in Nashville. Like I really want you to tell me all about how does this happen? How did you get a business to have this level of success? And why should everybody come visit you? Because I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so freaking proud of that award, especially post-COVID. So yes. stinking proud of it. As you should, by the way, like <laughs> you can go ahead and talk about like, if you want the pain of COVID, because I know that that was not necessarily an easy recovery, but stinking proud of you. Go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, the good or the bad, the ugly. We'll go through the ugly really fast. As you can imagine, uh, when COVID hit, it was pretty devastating, not just to tourism, but specifically to food tourism, because what we do is essentially create an experience where strangers are dining together, really not pandemic friendly. So we were closed for 13 months, starting in March of 2020. And I'm talking to you in March of 2022. So almost exactly two years to the date of when we closed. And we are still down 60% in volume. Whew. So that is really tough. However, I am very proud to say that we have almost 900 five-star reviews between TripAdvisor, Yelp, and Google. And I think we only have 14 or maybe 17 that aren't five stars. So that is why we've won these amazing awards. And I think what really contributed to that is I, first of all, I strive for perfection. Perfection is a lot. And I'm sure my tour guides will say like, yes, Christine has very high standards, but I think that that's what you want when you hire somebody to take you around is you want somebody that has very high standards. And I also hire people that have very high standards for themselves as well. So I built this business out of love. I built this business out of a desire to show people the city of Nashville that I love, which is not the city of Nashville that people come and see on vacation. When people come on vacation, oftentimes I see people on our tours that they take it on the last day and they're like, wow, we didn't know any of this existed. We've only been on Broadway and we weren't sure we were going to come back. And now we cannot wait to come back and check out all these places that you've talked about and all these places that you've recommended. So for me, I want people to see the Nashville that I know and not necessarily 
the Nashville that you're going to just kind of run into when you come downtown. And again, I believe in creating exceptional experiences. So that's our slogan is only exceptional experiences. I don't want a tour to just be good. I actually don't even want a tour to just be great. I want you to walk away and say, this is hands down the best thing we did when we visited Nashville. And so I've had that concept since day one. And I just am always looking to make sure that we are creating the best experience that we possibly can. And then lastly, I believe in win-win relationships. And I believe that as a business owner, if you build a business where everyone that works with your business wins, that you will win as well. So I'm very, again, particular about the restaurants that I work with. I make sure that we pay for the food and beverage at these restaurants. At some places we do get discounts, at others we don't. But I want to make sure that it's a win for them. I want to make sure that we're bringing them thousands of people every year, that we're spending tens of thousands of dollars at their restaurant so they feel like they're winning. I pay my tour guides well, and they make tips, of course, on the tour as well. And so my tour guides are very happy. And of course, I make sure that my customers are happy. I want to make sure that with the amount of money that you pay us, I want you to walk away and say, oh my gosh, what a deal. What a deal we got on this tour because we got such great information and we had so much fun and we dined like kings and queens. And I figure if everyone walks away thinking like they got the best end of the deal, that we'll continue to grow. And that's how I've grown over the years. And also, I'm really big on reviews. So we ask every single person that takes our tour if they wouldn't mind leaving us a review. Of course, that doesn't always work out, which is why we have about 900 five-star reviews. We have hosted almost 9,000 people over the... We've been around for almost four years, of course, operating for just under three, thanks COVID. But I'm so proud of that. So freaking proud that almost 900 people have taken the time to not only leave us a review, but have like raved about what we do. And I believe that that's the best marketing you can ever have is to go on Google and see 362 reviews that are all five stars. Like I can't make that up. Absolutely. So there's a couple lessons. You've actually taught me some of this. First of all, the power of a review, because I had always looked at reviews as a traveler, right? As someone who was checking out a place to see, well, what are people saying about it? But now I also am so conscientious and make sure that I leave a review because it just Mm -hmm. is the right thing to do. Why wouldn't I, right? It takes me 30 seconds. So I will also put in a plug, you know, if you're someone who is visiting anywhere, look at the reviews, number one, and leave a review, number two. I think it's just an easy act of kindness and can tell you so much and can tell actually future guests, too, about the experience. It just it's such an easy way to make the experience better for everyone, business owner, future guests. And I mean, it's an easy act of generosity. So the other thing that I like about reviews is it is an absolutely free way to show your support to your favorite local businesses and podcasts. Yeah. So also, if you're listening to this, leave a review for Ordinary Sherpa. But what I love about it is it's actually a way that's totally free. So specifically during the pandemic, if there are restaurants in your area that have been struggling that you love and you don't want to see disappear, leave them a review. Because the reviews help the algorithm so that more people find them. It's amazing how much it helps a small business. It is actually unbelievable as a small business how much just getting a steady stream of great reviews just helps everything. Yes, absolutely. And content creators, like you said, restaurant owners, small businesses, if we can do our part, it costs us nothing, a few minutes of our time, it can actually help in ways that would likely not be predictable. So I want you to brag for a little bit. Tell us if anybody's coming to Nashville, they want to check out a little local flavor. 
where can we find you? How can we book? What should we do? Like, how can we find all the things, your website, social media? Where can we find you, Christine? Absolutely. So if you're coming to Nashville, check out our website. It's a littlelocalflavor.com. And on there, you'll have a list of all of our tours. We're about to launch a second tour that I'm very excited about. It's going to be a classy cocktails and taste tour, kind of going through great craft cocktails from these incredible higher end restaurants, totally completely off of Broadway. So I'm very excited about that tour that's going to be launching here this spring of 2022. And then of course, our classic downtown tour as well. We also have great blog posts if you're looking for things to do around Nashville and you're not very interested in a food tour. I take no offense to that at all. Go ahead and check out our blog posts. We always highlight great locally owned businesses, not just in downtown, but all around Nashville. And then also, I'd love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's all at a little local flavor. That is me that runs that. So you'll see me on there. You can DM me and it always comes to me. There's also links to email me from my website. Basically, any way you contact us, it's going to come to me first before it goes to anybody else. So I read everything, hopefully in a somewhat timely, timely manner. So that's how you can find us. I would love to show you around Nashville. Anyone that books a tour with us gets a list of all of my favorite things to do. So we make sure that when you book a tour, that you have a great list of recommendations of our favorite locally owned places and things to do all around Nashville. So we'll take very good care of you. Yes. Start your trip with Christine. That's what I would say. Start your trip with Christine and she'll make everything else so much better. (laughs) Christine, it is so fun. I've enjoyed getting to know more about you, getting to know more about A Little Local Flavor. It has been such an honor to get to see your business rebuild in the midst of all of this. I can't wait to hear more about your second tour and I can't wait to take your tour. But thank you again for being a guest. I appreciate everything that you've done for podcasting, for Little Local Flavor and for Nashville. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. I've got to tell you what you're doing for adventure, specifically in from the standpoint of making more adventures for families, I think is absolutely outstanding. So the work that you're doing, I think is going to span the test of time. Very, very excited for it. Well, how is that for having your own little personal tour guide? I have nine key takeaways for this episode. Number one, if visiting Nashville, the recommendations of Christine's best friend test would include the Nashville Arcade, Printer's Alley, Alley Taps, and Bourbon Street Blues and Boogie Bar. All of these will be linked in the show notes, but definitely put those on your list. Number two, a tour takes out all of the guesswork and offers an insider guide. Christine created a tour that she wanted to take based on the local foods and the stories behind them. Her intention was to invest money back into the local community. Number three, a food tour will visit multiple restaurants with pre-selected menu items and allow guests to try local foods that they may not otherwise try, such as green collards, in this case, is something on my list that I likely wouldn't try. It's also complete with historical landmarks and local stories. Number four, a tour guide can make or break the tour experience. Christine has invested a considerable amount of time so that tour guides can customize the experience based on the client's interests. She also has very strict criteria for selecting restaurants that are locally owned and make their food from scratch. Lastly, she selects restaurants that are a pinnacle part of moving the community forward. This means they're invested in the community and they're bringing out the best of type experience. Number five, an untourism hack. 
especially if you are interested in the great food scene of a local community. Go to a restaurant or bar when they're not busy and ask the server or bartender, where would you go tonight? And you'll get insider tips to reveal some of the hidden gems. Bartenders know great food and beverages. Their recommendations may or may not have made the travel guides list. Number six, humans have been bonding over food since the beginning of time. There are a few questions that help nurture the group camaraderie, but the small group casual experience is like seeing Nashville with a friend. Number seven, shared experiences in a short period of time compress relationships. It's quite amazing what happens over three hours with strangers and food. Number eight, a little local flavor has over 900 five-star reviews. Leaving a review is an absolutely free way to show your support to a small business and to trick the algorithm to get greater exposure for that business. It's a generous way to support a local business. Number nine, start your visit in Nashville with Christine at a little local flavor. As many travelers have shared, they've learned so much on their tour that it's the best way to kick off your time in Nashville, and she'll give you all of these other insights of her recommendations and things to check out. I should mention, speaking of things to check out, I have included a link to a family-friendly activities for your next trip in Nashville in the show notes. Please follow Christine at A Little Local Flavor either on Instagram or Facebook or check her out on her website. Again, I think the insights from this, it's like having a personal tour guide walk you through Nashville. And like she said, that camaraderie, it's like having a best friend with you throughout the experience. If you are interested in learning more about on tourism or would like even a beginner's guide to on tourism, you can get a free beginner's guide to on tourism by going ordinary sherpa dot com backslash untourism and that's spelled u-n-t-o-u-r-i-s-m it has been such an honor to walk you through this food tour experience to pull out the local flavors that are unique to your community and if you are interested i would love to have you join me on the book launch all of these things are really about designing an adventurous life. The goal is really to get outside your comfort zone and try things that you may not be familiar with, to explore new hidden gems, to reveal the local flavors that make your community unique or the community that you're traveling to. Until next week, I hope you get out there, try something uncomfortable, maybe try a new food, but keep on adventuring value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.